everybody, I'm Jeff Suckendorf, CEO of UTVs. I don't even know the name of my company anymore. It's changed. <laughs> we did what, that five times. Is the name changed? Yeah, it's UTD Scuba Diving now, not Unified Team Diving. Anymore. Well, it's Unified Team Diving or UTD Scuba or UTD Diving. Diving. You gotta have an official name. It's UTD Scuba Diving. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Jeff here in San Diego. And as a treat, we have training director Ben Boss. Hey, Ben. It's so weird sitting next to you doing this podcast. I know. Also in San Diego. Have we, we haven't done this in like two years. Not here, not from here. Not, not, not together. No. Right? The, I think the first podcast we did when we first started the series two years ago was downstairs. Downstairs in my dining room. <laughs> At the dining room table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, it was awesome that you were here this week for the Dima show. And it was just, you know, it's so funny about Dima. So this this podcast is a Dima wrap-up. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> so we, um, we ran three talks at dema and those are also podcasts mm. um the, the pre the prior three episodes but uh you know post covid and uh, you know talking to the sales reps at dema who said attendance across the the nation in trade shows is down uh the thing that struck me the most is that well first of all we gotta tell everybody we had a great show yeah, let's start with that because it's kind of a cliffhanger. But <laughs> we were in doubt, to be honest, if we should even come, right? I mean, well, we we skipped out on the last two, right? Yeah. Because of COVID, and yeah. they ended up. We actually made a decision not to go last year, but then it got canceled yeah. anyway. And so, you know, from a financial standpoint, if we didn't go this year, we we're going to lose the deposits. So that yeah. was a small thought. But the the sales rep for um, the trade show, Christine Steiger, who I've known for a long time, told me, and you know, she, okay, so she's a sales rep, right? So she's still, she, the sal- she's exactly. still a sales rep, but yeah. I've known her for a long time and she's, she's solid. Mm. And she said that it, even though attendance is down, the quality of the people going to the trade, to trade shows this year is higher. Yeah. And that's kind of what we kind of banked on and expected also. But it but turned out, know. it turned out, to be absolutely true. It was unreal. I yeah. mean, we were so happy to claim. Yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. No, for sure. So so she was absolutely right, and and which is awesome that our sales rep was right, in mm. that the 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 quality of the people who showed up at this show to learn about what the vendors do was yeah. high. Oh yeah. I mean, you you can have a saying that's calling some people that come to these shows as tire kickers, um, meaning they come to ask about generic questions without really having an interest in becoming an instructor or learning to learn more about UTTD. And that's why we don't usually do retail shows, right? Beneath yeah. the Sea, um, we haven't done Boat mm. in Germany yet. No. And it's because retail shows don't really serve us, right? Our our reason to go to a trade show is to introduce our product to instructors and yeah. shops. And for those of you who don't know, the the no, sorry, the Dima show is a trade show. So if you're not a professional in the industry, you're not allowed in, basically. Right. And Dima is dive 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 equipment and marketing and association. association. <laughs> We've been going for 10 years. We don't know their name. So yeah, so it's a dive equipment and marketing association and it's and it's 
really designed for vendors to set up their booths and for dive centers, dive shops, um, instructors, dive masters, people in the industry, other vendors to come and, and meet you and talk. Now, attendance was down probably 75%. Exactly. It was a, well, there was not a lot of people on the, no. on the floor. And the vendors, for sure, like half our friends didn't show up. Yeah. And big names also. Didn't show up. Expect. Right. And so I, we have to just say to the vendors who didn't show up, you should have been there. I, I'm telling you, you would have made a killing. Yeah, For it was sure. awesome because the, the people who did go, they were decision makers and they were on it and really, really wanted to go and get some quality themselves out of this show. Yeah, and the For vendors sure. who went got their attention. Yeah, that's right. So it was awesome. I mean, it was you know, it was Las Vegas. You know, I could take it or leave Las Vegas. Ben had a good time, but I could no, take Vegas it. is great, baby. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Vegas. I could take or leave, but so anyway, we went to the went to the show. We had three of us there, Ben and I and um, our instructor, Kim Cardenas from Ventura, California. She was able to drive over and spend the week with us. Mm. And one person after another who came into the booth, you know, we spent time with them. We talked a lot about coaching. Yeah. We talked a lot about side mount training. Um, we had really interesting conversations about all sorts of stuff with people who actually will make decisions about bringing UTD into their dive centers or bringing UTD into their lives. And that was that was the really good part. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people already knew about UTD and came really, really, like, um, focused with questions they obviously, obviously have thought about before to the show. Um, and what I think what's interesting also is that... The, so... Uh, when, when I look at the clients who are in the coaching program now, most of them came in through the podcasts. Yeah. So th I know that that's working. Yeah. A lot of the people who came into the booth said, hey, I learned about you through your podcasts. Yeah. Or, so, or other social like Facebook or, or YouTube. Facebook or, or YouTube. But I think, yeah. I think consistently the podcast really brought people in. And so first of all, thank you everybody who has ever shared this or yeah. left a rating and review because that obviously helps us. But People came into the booth kind of knowing where we were, what we're doing, particularly around coaching and side mount. Yeah. That was the thing that I think was really cool. It's also the things we've been pushing a little bit lately, the change in side mount. Now, more to come um, on that uh, soon. Uh, there'll be an update in the course materials for those of you who have those materials with all the ins and outs. And I'll also create a video on YouTube channel uh, on our YouTube channel that explains what we've changed in our equipment configuration when it comes to uh, side mount. Don't worry, it's still uh, basically the same thing. Um, we just made it so that it's unlinked and like um not link not longer like linked to any specific brand of equipment um like so the z system yeah like right. the z system was <laughs> so, right yeah. so so the the part so we maintain the consistency in the model we've always had which yeah. is you know integrates with side mount back mount and rebreather but the parts are now off the shelf which exactly. is exactly cool. go and listen to the podcast about it in the show notes there's a presentation with some pictures but again there'll be more information with video coming real soon. Right. So that was podcast number 32. And that was the one that it's a recording of the talk that Ben gave uh, at at DEMA um, about side mount. Yeah. And just while we're talking about that. And then 31, episode 31 is me talking about coaching. And episode 30 next, whatever it was, 33 mm. is... Um, obscure questions. Obscure questions. Live. 
on Vegas. Live in Vegas. That was fun. We had some really good questions and people really digging that, that concept. And well, we were kind of amazed at some of the questions that were, in our, in our eyes, relatively simple and straightforward. Should have been simple. Should have been simple. Now, without, you know... Um, Dissing anybody. Yeah, exactly. I was looking for a for a nice word for that. Exactly. <laughs> this, that's a good word. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the training was lacking in these people. And, and there were simple questions we asked them, relatively simple. Um, but yes, in their offense, it would be nuanced. Because some of these questions are just in the industry as as being taken for granted. Like, you know, I had, as I think most people know by now, I had a long career in the film industry before UTD. Mm. And when we would put a crew together... The, the whole idea was you could never fault somebody for not having experience. No. You could kind of fault them for not having talent, mm. but you couldn't really fault anybody for not having experience. So we looked at hiring crews and we were like, you know, if, they're, if they're, they don't have any talent, they're probably not the right fit. But they, if they don't have experience, then we either have to help them get it yeah. or ask them to come back in two years or, or train them. Exactly. And I think we're kind of in the same boat. I mean, we're dissing some of these people who should have known the answers to some of these questions. And, and I think the simplest one we asked um, was, why is the long hose on the right post? No, I think the even simpler one was, why do we wear weights? Right, yeah. Right. But we had cave divers in the audience who mm. didn't have, and it, they, they didn't understand why the, the long hose was supposed to be on the right post. Yeah. That's not a talent problem. That's an experience and training problem. The thing is, it's completely not their fault. Though. No, not at you know? all. It's like, it's, I mean, they want to make that clear. It's not their fault because the people who, who trained them could have done a better job. Well, we should go find their instructor. And, and ask them, like, why, why did you explain Why did you it? explain this? Because it's a critical part of air sharing in a cave. Uh, for sure. That understanding. And then, and so so listen to the, you, you'll hear it when you hear the yeah. the show, which like I said, is the one right before this one, but... The other question was, why do we wear weight? Yeah. And that's another one you want to listen to. And, because and when do we dump the weight? And when do we ditch it? I think that was a good... And again, the, the engagement of the crowd in the, in the, um, in the, in the, in the show was fantastic, yeah, right? There, were, was, there were seats put up there, and there were full. There were people like three lays, ra- rows of people behind all the seats standing. It was pretty cool that all three of our talks were standing room only. Yeah. Because some of the other ones, there were like eight people there. Yeah. Exactly. That was so that that made us feel a little bit good. Made but us feel yeah, the, the, the yeah. <laughs> a little more famous. <laughs> the uh, but but the waiting question was really interesting, right? Mm, it was, it was. Like, and I, I think that what happens in UTD, we've been doing this for so long, and we've done such a good, I think, such a good job with the training methodology and the materials and the content and how the instructors teach, is that we take for granted the fact that our students know the answers to these very basic questions. Like, yeah. why do we wear weight? Mm. When do you ditch the weight? Why is the long hose on the right post? And, and you know, does the some of the other questions we asked, right, does the color of the SMB matter? Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are simple things like this that turned out to be kind of interesting discussions with people. Mm. Should and, we answer the last one we put out there? Remember, we, we put out there for them to go and think about and ask some of the vendors that were selling dive computers and bottom timers why we wear our dive timer or computer on our right wrist instead of the left wrist. We never answered We it. never answered that one. No. All right, Ben. So Some why? people came afterwards and asked. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I was back in the booth. So why... All right, Ben. 
Well, why do we wear our dive computer on our right wrist? Exactly, it's a good question, right? Most of us wear our watch on our left wrist, myself included. Mine too. Yeah, but underwater, we wear it on the right wrist, and then on the same side, we have our compass on our left wrist. Now, why is that? It gives us certain advantages. First of all, let's make the link to the compass, because a compass can only be viewed from a certain angle. You have to keep your wrist uh, at a single, certain angle to your body, and it has to be um, in level. Otherwise, the, the dial won't turn. And you need that lubber line able to sight. Yeah. You need to be able to sight down the exactly. lubber line. You need to have it in front of you. Now, you can do that with your left arm. Let's say if you're scootering, uh, your right arm is holding the scooter, and you can read the display on your computer on an angle. It doesn't really matter if that's facing like on an angle away from you. As long as you can see the display, you can read the numbers. While you're scootering. While you're right scootering. Hand. Scootering with the right hand yeah. and the gauge on the right. Exactly. So the next point, point is if you're doing a drill called a toxin diver rescue or a subconscious diver rescue, the way most organizations train it uh, is the way that we train it as well. You use your right hand to uh, cradle the chin of the, re- the diver to be rescued uh, with your right hand and you feather purge the second stage that's in their mouths. That enables you to see your own gauge when you're doing the ascent with them. Your left hand is usually underneath the diver's left arm manipulating their BC. So that hand, that wrist is buried underneath their arm. It's hard for you to see that uh, that gauge. And the compass is less important at that stage. So this is also another good advantage of having your dive computer or bottom timer on your right wrist. And uh, another good point of having uh, something that can tell you the depth on your right hand is we're manipulating our BC with our left hand. So fine-tuning the, the, the gas in our wing is done with the left hand. Dumping the gas in the left hand behind you, behind your hip, and then you can keep an eye on with your right hand when you're doing all these things. We can go on. Gas switching. One of the first things you do in, in a gas switch procedure is checking the depth. Then you grab for the cylinders that are on your left with your left hand. The last thing you do before you open the cylinder is look at the depth because you want to make sure you're at the right, correct depth. Your left hand has never less let go of that valve on the left side. And this and also enables you to check the depth without losing grip of the valve. You've just made a whole point of grabbing the right one. So there's, and we can keep on, but I think I actually get the point. There's a good reason for wearing your bottom timer on your right wrist as opposed to the left wrist. So there's the bonus question from the prior episode. So if you get to the end of that and you're frustrated, just listen to this one and you'll find out the answer to that. So what's some of the cool stuff we saw at the show? Was there anything new? There were these two geezers in a black shirt with a logo. (laughs) (laughs) That was us. That was us. Um... Yeah, there, you know, and I think that's what's interesting. There was not a lot of new stuff. There were some of these tiny little scooters that people say that's just as good as the big ones. We have I, to go try. We have to try. We have to try. We got to give them. So if you haven't seen that, it's a tube. I don't know. It's not much thicker than a bicycle water bottle. Yeah. And, and maybe, I don't know, two feet long, two thirds of a meter. Yeah. 60 centimeters long, maybe maximum. Yeah. And they would you could stack in one or two batteries and the propellers were very, very small. They were probably four inches across, maybe 10 centimeters. Yeah. And so, and people were stacking two on a bracket and things like that. So if anybody has tried these little scooters, you absolutely should send us a note and let us know if they work. Yeah. 
I guess they work. They were just pitching them as they were the, the, the next same new thing, just as powerful, just as fast, just as long during. Yeah, I'm skeptical to be honest. Well, we got to try them. We got to try. We got to try them. So if you have a, a dive extra scooter or Suex or something like that, and you've had an opportunity to try one of these little scooters, for sure, let us know. Yeah. So that was kind of new. That was new. A lot of the normal players were there, right? The yeah. the the trinket people and the and a lot of the um, travel folks were all still there. Oh, there was a ton of new travel destinations I have never heard of. But I guess that's different from from this side of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're you the fly same other people. way, other places. Yeah. So basically, I didn't see a lot of new stuff. I mean, no. there were some advancements in some equipment, but for the most part, I didn't see a lot of new stuff. Training no. agencies, really, it was. Patty was there. Patty was there. TDI, I saw, and and, and NASC was there. Okay, I didn't see them. Um, and us, and kind of that's it, right? Yeah. I didn't see uh, if we left any out. Sorry, we didn't. Yeah, but we didn't but see normally it. there are twelve training agencies there. Yeah, nobody showed up. No. Um, Scuba Pro. No, we didn't see them. Didn't see them. No. Uh, dry suits. DUI was there, but yeah. not. You know, some other smaller brands. Yeah. And the the other thing is, it used to be able to walk around Dima, and there were fifty booths selling lights. Yeah, I mean they were all the same. They yeah. all came from the same place in China, but there were fifty booths selling yeah. lights. And this time, I saw maybe three. What I did think was funny is that there were some people showcasing regulators, <laughs> and they're all the same stuff, but now they were a different color, and they were you know talking about it as if they've invented the next best thing after Jacques Cousteau. It's like, well... Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a company there that had modular regulators. Yeah. Now I'm going to sound like the people who criticize us, but it just seemed like extra failure points waiting to happen. Well, it, it, it just seemed a bit... Um, do you need, a, do you need a, a regulator with eight low-pressure ports? Did, did it go up to eight? It went, one, yeah, one because one? there were four on the main thing and then four on the turret. Wow. Maybe it was seven. But it was... What are you going to do with all... So... And I think that was that's the nature of DEMA also, is that you tend to see stuff that is trying to fix a problem that doesn't exist. I think many manufacturers also use it as kind of a testing, testing ground. ground, like a like a pre-production thing, see if it, yeah. see if it works. We're seeing more and more um, manual add valves on rebreathers that have, the, have two buttons next to each other on the valve. Yeah. I saw about three of those, yeah. and I think that's a... That's a yeah, on the a, mouthpiece. Well, the mouth, not on the mouthpiece, but on the valve. Oh, yeah. And I think that's just an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, I guess it's about training and about configuration. Yeah, just personally, feel... I don't think I would ever I would, dive one nice of It's nice to have it separate, I think, as well. It's smart to have it separate. Yeah. Although we did see one that had a left and a right on the actual BOV. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, Divesoft made that. That, yeah. was, that was smart. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Hog was there. You know, they had their whole regulator their whole setup. set up, and they look like they're on top of it now, which is There were cool. quite a bit of vendors for the commercial diving industry, I saw. Like the ones that have, like, underwater communications from diver to diver through a wrist-based, mm-hmm. like a computer almost with predefined messages that they could send either to the other diver or to the surface, which I don't, I don't think I've seen it in that, in that format before, which was quite nice. Um so we talk a lot about the vendors. A lot of it's the same old, and the thing changes are small, and there's not much new. But what is new are the people who are coming to their first DEMA. Mm. And we saw quite a few of them, which yeah. is great. And and those who are coming back specifically to look for something unique or um, to make purchases for yeah, their exactly. shop. So. And Dan, I mean, we have to not to forget Dan. They had a big, big booth out there, probably the biggest booth. 
Um, they did. And Dan's important to us for a couple of reasons, right? One, because they have the first aid program that we're looking at. And mm-hmm. also because um, they have, for domestic, they have the insurance program yeah. for our instructors, the liability insurance, and probably three quarters of our our domestic U.S. instructors and probably 95% of our European instructors yeah. are covered by Dan yeah, exactly. liability. So that's a, you know, it's great to have them around. Yeah. Um, other we than saw that, the other guys from uh, from YouTube, Gus from Dive Talk. Oh, from Dive Talk. He popped by and said hi because he he recognized me from from our YouTube channel. We had a little talk, and we might be able to do a co-hosted um, YouTube episode with them. Uh, so that, that's that would be nice if that yeah, could happen. And we were, I was spending quite a bit of time shopping for podcast guests. Yeah, and I think that we'll see some of these people start to pop up on the show now. Oh yeah, we did get a we did meet some interesting people. Yeah, sure. so we have probably eight or ten people who we can talk to over the next um, hmm. six months or so, and and give you some more interesting content. So overall, you know, I mean, we we're not sounding very exciting about this, but it was we are to be honest, we are just a bit tired. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit exhausted. We just but, came home yesterday from this drive uh, back from vegas and packing everything up woke up early in the morning to drive down here uh i went up early this morning because it's my birthday today so i had a nice little run and i went for surfing lessons that right. was amazing right and yeah sherry and i went for an awesome bike ride yeah couple, three hour bike ride yeah so. so yeah we're getting our lives back together now which is which is great but i think the biggest thing is that you know when i look back over the the cards and notes that i've collected i feel really good that you know Although the the quantity of people we talked to was down dramatically, mm. you know we have really interesting people to follow up with for you know dive shops who are interested in taking coaching on as a model, yeah, um, instructors who are interested in crossing over, people who are interested in the side mount part. Mm. Um, you know we worked a lot with Omni Swivel this this week, yeah. getting you know the the side mount stuff, the parts together and kitted up so. You know, anybody can buy side mount um, stuff that fits into the UTD philosophy from OmniSwivel or a similar company, and they're going to build up a kit for us. So mm. it'll, it'll just be a single part number, and they'll be able to fulfill that for you. We'll have more on that in the side mount stuff. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, you know, it's funny. I don't feel like I'm jumping out of my chair, and I think it's because the quantity was low, but it was pretty steady that we kept. Oh yeah, had a flow there of was, people. I mean, there were you could count on one hand the times of the times on the stand that we had to like look at each other like, hey, there's nothing going on. At lunchtime. Yeah, lunchtime, and we were basically talking to people all the time and new, new and different people all the time, which was good. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so there you go. So, quick little roundup on on the Dima show. We're mm. for sure going to go next year. It's in Orlando. We did our space selection, so we'll also again be in the the tech resource center area, and looking forward to seeing the people on the East Coast who couldn't get to this one coming down to Orlando. Exactly. So that'll be really good. And then we're considering the boot show, the boat show. Yeah, boat we show. We learned that it was boat, not boot. Exactly. We yeah. got told off by one of our instructors. Our, one of our German instructors. Yeah, she said, "Please stop saying boot <laughs> it because is, it sounds like boo." It's a boat. It's a boat. Well, it's it's a, it's a boat show, and uh, and it to is. To be honest, a, I knew that, but hey, you but just, it you it just, actually is a book, primarily a boat show. It is, but it's huge, and I will be there walking around, talking to people this year in this year in Dusseldorf in uh, in January. Yeah, exactly. But but we won't have a stand there this year because. We didn't really, uh, we didn't dare to make the investment because it's quite a considerable considerable investment to have a booth there on boat. 
<laughs> a booth on boat. boat. <laughs> no, a booth on boat. Yeah. But but we will um, we'll likely be there the, in 2023. Yeah, we're looking at the possibilities of doing... Yeah. But we'll, we'll probably do something different. Instead of just us being there, we'll probably do something different. But hey, we'll, we're, it's in the works. Well, it's it's in a, the works. You know, that's a different show because it's retail. Yeah, but it's all, it has a big, big... Uh, like informational yeah. uh, section as yeah. well, with, with the, where the training agencies are kind of separate from all the equipment. Yeah, so. we just have to think about: do we have something to sell? Yeah. So again, super successful. I think we have to sound more excited about it, right? Because it, I guess. it, it was a really successful uh, uh, week in mm. Vegas, and uh, and there was some fun and and met new people. And oh yeah, for everyone who passed by this by this by the booth. Um, Thanks a lot. Yeah, we enjoyed for sure. it. And, be sure uh, to follow up with us as we will be with you. If you have questions about you, the listeners, the podcast listeners who were in Dedema, if you have questions about coaching, side mount, or any of the UTD programs, leadership, yep. um, come we're on. We're working just, on an IDC in April, aren't we? There's an IDC in April in Seattle. Yeah. I'm trying to put one into Florida right around then also because mm-hmm. we have a couple of IT candidates who want to move up. So we yep. need to get one down there. Uh, you can use our instructor development course to become a UTD dive master. Yeah. And you come out of teaching dive master. You can teach ESM to certified divers. And we have a few other things you can do as a dive master. So it's a great step up. And then, of course, uh, you can cross over by taking the IDC and then uh, be teaching everything. Yeah, exactly. We're looking for new instructors everywhere, globally. Globally. So just uh, reach out if it's something you um, you you wanted to look into. We'll set up a little Zoom meeting and uh, we'll we'll talk about your possibilities. We'll see if it's a good fit. I yeah. think that's the most important thing. You know, it's important if you're considering becoming a UT, UTD instructor that it's a good fit from both sides, mm. right? I think we have that's that's really why we like to spend some time. Yeah. You know, we book these these introductory meetings. They're forty five minutes, sometimes an hour, to really talk about what the program is, what your goals are and expectations, what our goals and expectations are. And we bring a person in as an instructor and we want to make sure that it's a really good fit. Yeah. Um, so nobody's wasting anybody's no, time. No, exactly. we spend some time in, in like uh, making sure that all the ex- expectations are aligned so no one thinks they're getting something they're not or vice versa. Um, you know, yeah, I think yeah. maybe we should do a, did we ever do a podcast on, on becoming a UTD instructor or being one? Well, we did a, there's we a, a video. video. There's a video. There's a video. We should probably do one. Maybe we should invite some of our newer instructors and some of our old instructors. And talk about the IDC and what it was like to cross over and what, what it's, it's like been like since. Life as a UTD instructor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll put that together. Cool. There we go. If you have questions for the Obscure Question podcast, be sure to let us know. Info at utdscubadiving.com and we'll queue up another one of those probably in a month or two. And uh, and that's it. If you didn't come to DEMA this year, think about joining us in Orlando hmm. in uh, November of 2022, it will be, now that we know we're going to be successful, no matter who shows up, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be having some fun there. So be sure to join us. And um, yeah, listen to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, tell your friends about them, spread the word on that, because obviously now we know the podcasts work as an informational tool and as a marketing tool for us. So we're going to keep doing them. Um, we get lots and lots of texts and emails this week about thanks for the podcast keep it coming oh yeah and like minutes after they've been released yeah <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of downloads yeah. you know in within the first day which is super cool so thank you everybody and um, yeah be in touch with us and we'll look forward to speaking to you shortly and uh, thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening alright see ya stay safe
Down the street.